Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, I'm Jack Duffy. I am the Student Media Poll Network dire- uh, Podcast Network Director, uh, and welcome to another week of the Student Media Poll Podcast. We are just fresh off of week four in college football. We are a third of the way through the regular season, which is crazy to think about already. Uh, we have a two very special guests on today to talk about their ballots and, and how they see the, the world of college football after another week. Uh, we have Tony Liebert from the Minnesota Daily and the University of Minnesota. So, Tony, welcome to the show. Uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert uh, for all things uh, Gophers football and Gophers sports, uh, Minnesota sports in general. Uh, yeah, excited to be here. Excited to talk some college football. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're excited to have you on. And we also have Caleb Boyer from the Daily Collision at the University of Penn State, Penn State University. Um, Caleb, tell the people who you are. Introduce yourself. All right. Thanks for having me as well. Uh, I mostly cover wrestling for the Collegian, but I dabble in other sports as well. So I'm pretty excited to be on here to talk some college football. Yeah. And we've had a, a pretty interesting first month of college football, I would say, first four weeks. Lots of uh, movement in our polls, and, and we're going to get into it a little bit. Uh, but first, I, I, we're just going to get this thing kicked off. We have two Big Ten guys on, on this podcast. So the first question I want to ask you guys, I mean, it, it seems like sort of a logjam in the Big Ten East, at least in the top uh, three of those teams. You've got Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, all of which are in both of you guys' top tens. So when you think about that top three in the Big Ten East, who, who do you see uh, making it out of that log jam? And who do you see as the front runner? Uh, we'll start with Caleb here, uh, being the Penn State resident. Uh, who do you see uh, potentially challenging Ohio State, who's been the favorite all year? So Penn State now, they have a they actually have a running game. Their offensive line's improved. They look a lot better. I don't think they'll beat Ohio State this year, and they'll probably lose on the road to Michigan. So I'm thinking they probably go 10-2. and two. I think Michigan has the best chance, but on the road in the shoe, I don't think they get it done. So we're probably looking at another year of Ohio State winning the Big Ten East, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And, Tony, throwing it over to you, do you see Ohio State – winning the Big Ten East, or, or do you see another team coming out? Um, I, I'd actually give uh, Caleb's uh, Nittany Lions a little more credit. I, I think they are uh, – I have them slightly ahead of Michigan, um, in my opinion. I think they're the best challenge for Ohio State. Uh, I think with their improved running game, um, it kind of seems like everything's clicking so far for them this season. Um, I do think Ohio State should be the clear favorite, and – especially with Penn State going on the road to play them, um, kind of possibly determining that division of the conference. Um, I think that'll be a big game, but I, I, I think Ohio or Penn State has an outside chance to at least make that game competitive. Um, it, ultimately, if I had to pick, I would pick Ohio State, but I, I think Penn State is a close second and then uh, Michigan in third, in my opinion. Yeah, and it, it makes it, hard when Ohio State gets both of those games against Penn State and Michigan at, at home. They, they get that home field advantage. They, uh, they're in the shoe, which is always the one of the toughest places to play in college football. So we talked a little bit about the Big Ten East, and it seems clear that Ohio State is the front runner. 
We're going to talk about the Big Ten West, where things seem to be a little bit more chaotic and not a whole lot uh, known going on. But there is a team, uh, and Tony, I want to start with you, in the Big Ten West that is undefeated uh, and is number nine in both of you guys' polls, the Minnesota Gophers. So talk to me about the Minnesota ranking number nine and uh, what you see out of them so far this season. Yeah. I mean, um, I think everyone, at least in Minnesota was pretty optimistic about this year. Um, they obviously were not ranked in the uh, SMP poll preseason or uh, any of the national polls. And um, I, I think a lot of people in Minnesota thought they were a top 25 football team. Um, there was a lot of optimism that they could compete for the Big Ten West and kind of how the schedule shook out. Uh, the first three three weeks were uh, pretty mediocre to bad competition. Um, and the last week four game against Michigan State was kind of setting up to be their first test of the season and kind of how Michigan State looked against Washington and kind of the vibe around that program. It kind of, um, I guess – made that it soured that game a little bit I feel like um because Michigan State was definitely trending downward and the Gophers were trending upward uh but I mean the way they've played so far they look like a top 10 team in the country in my opinion um they have very few holes on their team uh Tanner Morgan much improved since um last season and uh the year before in 2019 they had uh Kirk Scirocco who was the offense coordinator at Penn State uh, he moved on from the Gophers to Penn State. Now he's back, and Tanner's back playing like he was in 2019. And I think the ceilings really the uh, or the the roofs, the ceiling, or however Michael Jordan said that. Like <laughs> this is a good, this is a good uh, football team that I think has a should be the favorite to play in Indianapolis, uh, representing the Big Ten West, in my opinion. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you do you see Minnesota being the team coming out of the Big Ten West? And it sounds like that is the case. Yeah. Uh, preseason, I was a little lower on on uh, Wisconsin than some people. Um, I think they had a lot of holes on their roster. Um, I still think Iowa and Purdue this week, uh, is who Minnesota has, are going to be tough games. Uh, luckily, uh, Minnesota gets both those games at home. Um, but I, I would say those two are probably their best competition in the East yeah. or West, excuse me. Yeah. And, and Caleb, you also have Minnesota very highly ranked. What, what do you see out of the Gophers and, and how far did you see them going this season? So I've had them on my ballot since I think week, a post week one or post week zero. So I definitely think that this is a good team. They have one of the best rushing attacks in the country. If I'm not mistaken, the only team that has them beat is Air Force, and that's because they run the triple option. They have the best running back in the Big Ten, in my opinion, on Ibram. I really hope I didn't just say that wrong, but he's a great running back. Tanner Morgan's back for, like, Sean Clifford, his 100th season. So I definitely think they have a really good chance of beating – or, excuse me, winning the West. I think they go maybe 10-2 and two or 11-1. and one. I think the only loss – the realistic loss I see is probably on the road to us, Penn State, in the whiteout. If it was at home, there might have been a repeat of that 2019 situation where Penn State got upset by the Gophers. But I think it's going to be – they're a really good team. I think they're right up there at the other three Big Ten contenders. Yeah, yeah I, I'm actually uh, going to that game October 22nd. And 
in Penn State. It should be a great matchup. And I think that's uh, – I mean, Penn State could only have one one loss, maybe undefeated at that point. So that, that's going to be an interesting game, that's for sure. Yeah, that, that will be interesting. And it, it will be interesting to see how uh, Minnesota stacks up against uh, a team like Penn State uh, in the long run for – uh, potentially a Big Ten title match. Uh, but we'll move on. We have the top three teams have been pretty clear all season. We've had Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. And that has kind of been unchanging. Kind of the order of that has sort of changed throughout the season, but the top three has relatively remained the same. It's that number four spot in the playoff conversation that there has been lots of uh, movement and doubt about who deserves that so far through one month. So Caleb, we'll start with you. Who do you see as the the fourth best team in the nation right now? And, and who are some candidates to potentially work their way into that conversation as well? So I've been flipping back and forth between Michigan and Oklahoma state. I think Oklahoma state's probably the team to beat. I don't think Michigan's going to hold their top five spot all season. They're going, they might lose this week in Kinnick. They might lose to Penn State at home. And I definitely think they lose the shoes. So you could put, you're potentially looking at three losses. So I think that Oklahoma State's going to probably run away with the Big 12. There's, there's open room for the Big 12 right now. And I think it's Oklahoma's chance to redeem itself after choking the Big 12, Big 12 title game last year. Yeah. And Tony, do you see Michigan and our Oklahoma State as that? four seed or, or do you see somebody else yeah so uh for most of the year so far i think i've had uh usc at that number four spot um all season um they squeaked out a win uh in corvallis last week at oregon state i believe that game uh was but uh no i think it was at usc but whatever uh but I, I actually changed my opinion this week and put Penn State at that fourth spot. Um, I'm, I'm really high on Penn State. I think they got playmakers and athletes all over the field. Um, I, I honestly don't know uh, why. I just watch them, and I think they're a really good football team. Um, r- really just like an eye test thing for me. And um, b- behind that, I think Tennessee is really impressed this year. Um, they're obviously going to have to go through Georgia and Alabama probably to get into the college football playoff or at least one of them. So that's going to be really tough, Um, but they've looked really impressive. And I know a lot of people, I guess on the national scale have uh, Michigan or Clemson uh, kind of with that fourth spot. I, uh, I, we might get into it later, but I'm a little lower on Clemson the most. And I I think Michigan still has a lot to, a lot to prove Um, kind of first three weeks of the year, they didn't play much competition and, they didn't look dominant last week against Maryland. So um, I still think they have a few questions to answer, but uh, right now it's Penn State for me in that fourth spot. Yeah, it'll be an interesting conversation as the season goes on. Like we said, we're only a third of the way through the season uh, and, and lots of football left to be played. Um, but there is seemingly a toss up at that fourth spot right now. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, which, which leads us to our next question. Uh, there is one team out of the Big 12 that is making noise because uh, they're so lovable, uh, not because of their basketball, but because of their football program this year. Uh, Kansas Jayhawks are 4-0 uh, for the first time since 2009. It's only the third time in school history they've been. They've started 4-0, uh, 2007, 2009, and now 2022. They made the top 25 
Uh, Tony, we'll start with you. Do you see Kansas making any legitimate noise and potentially even like uh, competing for the Big 12 title? Yeah, I mean, uh, to start the year, they, they've had uh, almost impressive, as impressive of a run really as anyone in the country with, uh, they might not have the top end wins as some other teams, but with road wins against West Virginia and Houston, and then a home win against Duke, that's three. Uh, I, I'd put Houston that power five kind of conversation now. So that's uh, virtually three power five uh, wins and two coming on the road, which are, which is very impressive. And uh, their quarterback, Jalen Daniels, really does look like one of the better quarterbacks in the conference, uh, if not the country so far. And I, I think this week against Ohio, or Iowa State's going to tell a lot about them. Um, it's going to really, if they win that game, I, I mean, you can't, you can't doubt them anymore. Um, I think they're legit. And if they win that game, I, I think that they have a, a chance to compete for a Big 12 title. Yeah. And Caleb, do you see more of the same or, or is this kind of a, a facade of the first third of the season? Just it could be just passing in, in, in the wind. I think if it was just a facade, they would have lost to Duke this past week. So I definitely think they have a good chance I to at least compete for the Big 12 title, maybe go eight and four, nine and three, something like that. There's still a gauntlet of games to get through, but. I mean, they're, they've scored just as many touchdowns as Ohio State, two of which being against Power 5 opponents and one of them being – one of those opponents being against uh, Houston, as previously mentioned. So they have a top offense in the country. I know it's early, but if they can keep the scoring up, I definitely think they have a good shot. Yeah, and Jalen Daniels, as Tony mentioned, it has been one of the better quarterbacks in the country and has low-key kind of – been in that Heisman conversation, just very low key. I mean, he's a Kansas quarterback, so can't make too much noise when CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are doing their thing. But uh, definitely Kansas is a team I think you should look out for as we continue this season, um, which brings us to our my favorite segment, at, at least the explain your ballot portion of our, our show, where we ask our amazing voters how they rank their teams and, and certain uh, methods that they use to to rank the teams at, at the spot they did. Tony, I'm going to start with you. So when I was looking at your ballot, I saw something very peculiar. I saw number 16 Clemson, a team that most people have in their top 10, even top five, really. So I want to start with that. What is up with the number 16 Clemson? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair place to start. That's definitely where I uh, differentiate from the public the most. Um, I mean, when I've watched Clemson, um, they obviously have a very dominant defense, and they'll probably be at least in every single game they play. Like, that that, that alone will give them a chance to beat anyone on their schedule. But, um, I mean, last week against Wake Forest uh, made me a, a lot – or at least a little more confident in their offense – um, it just seems uh, since DJ Uyunglele has been their quarterback, they just haven't been able to get those same explosive plays that they ha they had for the longest time under uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Kelly Bryant, and Trevor Lawrence. And their their offense has just almost turned into like a Big Ten offense. It almost looks like Iowa at times. Uh, that might be a little too harsh, but 
Uh, last week against Wake Forest, their offense did look really good. Um, I think there were a few things that weren't really sustainable in that game, um, at least like points-wise and on the scoreboard. Um, so they definitely impressed me last week. Um, I, I just – the teams in front of them I just think are better. Um, I, I watch a lot of college football outside of the Big Ten, um, and when I've watched Clemson, I just – I, the most simple thing is I just think the teams in front of them would beat them. Um, I think this week against NC state will tell a lot. Um, I'll, I'll eat my words if they lose to NC state, but I, I think they're going to struggle in that game. Uh, I know they're favored by about a touchdown. Um, I, it just, I think that I think NC state's going to have some success in that game. Yeah. And then looking at your ballot too, there's two sec teams that stood out to me one being highly ranked and one being not as highly ranked as, as they are in the public side, number six, Tennessee in your ballot versus number 23, Ole Miss. Uh, both teams have seen success to start the season. So I want to hear your uh, methodology for ranking those two teams where they, where you did. Yeah, I, I guess I'll start with Ole Miss. I think um, that, that them against Kentucky is another uh, game. That's going to, I think, tell a lot about both teams well one of the more interesting games on the slate this week weekend um i i mean i think Ole Miss is about a touchdown favorite again uh they haven't really played much tough competition i think they had two uh, fcs level opponents uh maybe one and then one low level fes team um and then they played uh georgia tech and tulsa um so not the most dominant schedule and it's just the their quarterback uh, situation seems to be a question mark still. Um, I know they have Jackson Dart transfer from LSU. And I think Luke Ottmeyer is the other guy's name. Um, I, I think they definitely have the talent. I'm, I, I like Lane Kiffin, um, but I just think there's just a lot of question marks on their team. And they're a team that I kind of have to see at first. And this week against Kentucky will be a tough test, but I, I think I see Kentucky winning that game. Um, and then, Sixth, I have Tennessee. Um, I think that they have proven to be one of the better offenses in the country. Um, I'm a big Josh Heupel fan. Um, I think he the stuff he runs on offense is some of the best in college football. Uh, Hendon Hookers look like one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Um, their one against Florida wasn't, I guess, as impressive as some people would have liked to see. But I, I think they're a clear. Um, on top of, I guess, the second tier in the SEC uh, behind Georgia and Alabama, obviously. Um, but I, I think they're they're uh, ahead in that second tier, and I think that's why they fall sixth in my rankings. Yeah, very, very interesting to hear that. I, I And they also have a really good win against Florida um, and, and Pitt, too, pulling out, pulling out strong wins there. Um, Caleb, I, I want to talk to you about your ballot because you have a team that uh, or you haven't ranked a team that is ranked in most people's poll and is actually pretty highly ranked. You did not rank Oregon in this past week. So I'm wondering uh, if there was a reason for that or, or what, what was your reasoning for not putting them in your top 25? So my logic there is Oregon this week, they obviously struggle against Wazoo. I mean, Wazoo should have won. I mean, let's be honest here. If they didn't collapse, turn the ball over, uh, we're talking about a two-loss Oregon team. And their their only real opponent, or not the only real opponent, BYU, they beat a good BYU team. They mightily struggled, I think would be a kind word to say, against Georgia. I don't think Oregon will get out of the Pac-12 without 
three losses. I mean, I don't see this team making it to the Pac-12 championship game this year. And I know that sounds like a hot take, but I think they're going to have to contend with Washington since Pac-12, obviously they got rid of the division. So it's going to probably be between USC and uh, Washington and maybe one other team. Someone else might get in there, but not super high on them. Yeah. It just took me by surprise because especially after they beat BYU, it kind of seemed like they were on the up in the polls. So to see you not rank them, it it was interesting. But I I do agree it will be hard for them to get out of the Pac-12 for sure. And then I want to talk to you about your rankings about 20 through 25 because most of those teams that you ranked didn't make the, the actual top 25 poll. You ranked James Madison, Syracuse, Coastal Carolina, Kansas State, and Texas Tech, all of which who didn't make the poll. Most of them received votes, um, I, so there was that, but I want to hear your explanation for ranking those teams in your top 25. So I guess I'll start with Coastal. I had them preseason ranked. I think I've been one of only two people voting for them, but Coastal, I'm really high on Grayson McCall. This team, I think, will win the Sun Belt. Uh, maybe not handily, but they'll probably only suffer one or two losses. As for James Madison, they're coming off a win against App State, who I had ranked previously, what I view as a good App State team. So James Madison, first year in the FBS, I think they're making some pretty good noise. They Heading into that matchup, I think they were 4-8 and eight all time against App State, so to get the win was pretty big for them. Kansas State, they're coming off a huge win over Oklahoma on the road, if I'm not mistaken. Adrian Martinez looked great. They're they're ranked in the AP poll, I believe. So yes. I think they're a pretty good team. Then Syracuse, they have two power five wins against Purdue and West Virginia. Wait, am I blanking on the other team right there? Uh, excuse me, Virginia, I believe. So Syracuse, I think, has a decent shot of being like an eight-nine win team in the ACC, and I know that's super a super hot take, but there's a reason I ranked them out of FSU. I'm not really high on them, and I know that's going to be blasphemous. So if someone if, I, if at the end of the season FSU has more wins, I'm going to look like a fool. But I'm drinking the Kool-Aid for Syracuse, and then Texas Tech has two great wins over Houston and Texas, so I think that they're them being ranked isn't the craziest thing for me. Yeah, um, it isn't. I, and I, I agree with you. I think so, all of these teams deserve uh, their flowers and recognition through the first third of the season. It's just some, some of them haven't received all that love from all the other voters. So it's, it's interesting to see uh, you give them that love, um, which, which is why we do this kind of segment. I, I love hearing from other voters and, and hearing their methodologies for for ranking the teams on the, on the ballot. Uh, and it's, it's really good to hear that perspective, but with that, that, that really ends our show for this week. Uh, Caleb, tell the people where they can find you on socials and what you're up to these days. So they can follow me on Twitter at Caleb with a K. So it's, uh, Caleb Boyer, B O Y E R and then M I. So that's my Twitter handle. I'm, on there pretty frequently about uh college sports so if uh i guess check it out then yeah absolutely uh and, and tony reiterate tell the people where they can find you what you're up to these days yeah uh, you can follow me on twitter at 
uh, Tony Liebert. Um, that is Tony T O N Y, and then Liebert L I E B E R T. Um, and, and yeah, you can uh, follow me for all things uh, Gopher Sports. Um, I've been uh, hosting a podcast with uh, the starting kicker on the football team, Matthew Trickett. Um, you can find that on on my Twitter. Um, and yeah, just follow for everything uh, Gophers Athletics. Yeah, absolutely. Give these two voters a follow. Uh, got some great content coming out of the student media poll with polls every week and, and some great writers, journalists doing their thing at everybody at all these different universities. So give them a follow, give at student media 25, a follow and follow this podcast, follow all the other podcasts we've been putting out. Uh, yeah. And come back next week as we discuss more uh, college football and, and explain our ballots.